Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. I'm glad you're watching or listening. Um, if you're not watching and you're not listening, then there's no point in me doing this, uh, this broadcast or podcast. But uh, thank you to all who leave messages or you share this on the broadcast or you leave a rating on the podcast. I had a ton more ratings this past week and that helps so if you're listening on the podcast make sure you go on there and give me a five star rating okay i don't want anything less than a five star all right and that helps uh get the word out and uh anyway thanks for joining me sorry about last wednesday i had a funeral that i had to do and so i wasn't able to do the the broadcast podcast and i know the bummed a bunch of you out bums me out too but I got Gordon back. Gordon Rumble's going to be here. Uh, one of the pastors I get to do life with and serve with. And in a little bit, we're going to be talking about the Great Tribulation period, the seven years that the Bible talks about. And man, it's going to be, it's going to be good. But before I get there, you're probably wondering, what's this thing? Well, this past weekend at Big Valley Grace, where I pastor, I got to talk to high school kids. And uh, one of the things I had them do was I had them fill out a card and they put the names of some of their friends that they go to school with or maybe a friend in their neighborhood um, who they, they don't know the Lord. They don't know Jesus as their Savior. And I said, hey, put their name on here. And I was going to take this box home with me and pray for these names I took it to a staff meeting I was in yesterday, and we prayed for the names. I've been carrying this box around with me because inside here are the names of people that God died for, like Lizzie and, and Caitlin, and just hundreds and hundreds of names in here. And uh, Easter's right around the corner, right? Come on. Who, who are you praying for? Who are you praying that might, you know, you might be able to bring to church here on Easter weekend, which is coming up in, in man, I don't know, 10 days or, or so, or whatever it is. You see, you always begin by praying for people. Before you ever talk to your friends about God, you always talk to God about your friends. That's where it always begins. And you ought to have a box like this, if you will with the names of maybe your neighbors or people you golf with, you fish with, you're in a book club with, who don't know the Lord. And you're praying for them, that God might give you an opportunity to share the Lord with them or invite them to church or whatever it might be. At Big Valley Grace, if you're in the Modesto area on Easter weekend, um, we have three gatherings. We have uh, uh, a Saturday night gathering at six o'clock and then a Sunday morning, 6.30 outdoors, sunrise service. It's always really great. And then we have a, a nine and 11 o'clock on Sunday. And I'd love to have you come. If you've never been to church, you've never been to Big Valley Grace, why don't you make Easter weekend the weekend you come, okay? That's Saturday night, uh, the 16th, Sunday morning, 6.30 or 9 and 11. Love to have you there. Maybe you live in series. We actually have a series campus 
It meets at uh, downtown at the Series uh, um, Community Center, and there are two services there, 9 and 11. And um, like I said, I, I, I just want to challenge you, if you've not been to church, or maybe it's been a long time since you've been to church, maybe COVID got you all goofed up or whatever, why don't you make Easter weekend the weekend you go, wow, I'm going back and going to fellowship and be with, with people, okay? So... Uh, my friend, Gordon, Gordon, come on over here, because I want you to know something that's just transpired today, and I want you to know a little bit about how it kind of works when you're in ministry. So this is, uh, my friend Gordon Rummel, slide over a little bit more, okay, get you in the camera picture there, okay. So maybe an hour ago, uh, somebody who serves in his ministry, uh, a lay person, passed away tragically, and so as soon as Gordon is done here, he's going to go and he'll go to the hospital and he'll begin to love and care and pray for people and all of that. And so we wake up every day and you never know what's going to happen. Amen. You, 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 you don't know what's going to happen. And that's my transition into our topic on the, on the Great Tribulation uh, period, okay? Because there's coming a day when we're all going to wake up and we're going to brush our teeth, I don't know, comb our hair, get ready for work. Maybe we're going to get ready to go out golfing. I don't know. Maybe it'll be at the end of the day. We come home, think we're going to have dinner. Maybe get ready to take our shower, brush our teeth to go to bed. But things are going to change. Things are going to change radically because the Lord is going to come and it's going to usher in this great tribulation period. But before we get there, there are a couple of major viewpoints, okay, that good Christian people, believers, theologians uh, see differently as it relates to the end times. And I want Gordon just, just to quickly tell us what the, maybe the three major viewpoints are of the end times. Well, the tribulation period is a period that God has set aside for to discipline Israel for the rejection of his son, and it's also to bring judgment on unbelieving uh, world. And uh, so the three views, we call it premillennial or pre-trib. That means that the imminent return of Christ can come right now, and the blowing of the trumpet, and we can be caught up right now. I would probably lean during uh, looking at it that way. The and by the way, so, so would I. We would both yeah. think that is that that's what's going to happen. In well, fact, you, I, you better. I, hey, here's the thing. I'll be honest with you, and I I love you if you're watching right now and you have a different view, and you're going to hear the other two views. I really, you, we're brothers or sisters in the Lord and all that. To me and Gordon, it's crystal clear that the Lord is going to get us out of here, and then the tribulation happens. But what are the other two views? And, and you know, we can all get dogmatic. I, I believe it because I. I just think the, the scripture lines up in a better way that way. But uh, the other one would be mid-trib. That means that Christ is going to come back during the middle of the tribulation period. The tribulation period is seven literal years. And then there's... What so so talking, the mid-trib is at the three and a half year point. Right. That's when the Lord comes right. and takes his people. Okay. And then at the end of the tribulation, which they call post-tribulation, when Christ comes back, they call that the second coming, then that's post-trib. Then we have amillennialists that believes there's not going to be any tribulation 
no millennium, and someday God's going to just come back. But uh, again, the three views, uh, the Lord, he's the only one that really knows. Yep. But to me, the, the harmony of scripture is the tribulation period. He promised us that we flee from the wrath to come. And the way that the book of uh, Revelation is set up, he gives us an incredible outline in the first chapter, verse 19. He says there, the things which you have seen, that's what John saw, the revelator on Isle of Patmos, the things that you have seen, that's the, the revelation of Christ in chapter 1. Then he says, and the things which are, that is a, uh, the two, chapters 2 and 3 is all about the church age. We're living in that church age. And then chapter 4, I call the rapture chapter, he tells John, John, you come up here. And from chapter 4 to chapter 19, there's no mention of the church again. That is a tribulation period. And so if you look at those chapters, chapter 1, revelation of Christ, chapters 2 and 3, all about the church age. We're living in the last day, the Philadelphia or Laodicean age. And then chapter 4 begins a tribulation period. But the real bad stuff begins in chapter 6. So you got rapid fire judgments. You got seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials, and there's a all the way through the book of uh, Revelation. And and that those are all those trumpet judgments yeah. and seal judgments. Those are all happening within the seven year tribulation, tribulation period. period. Now, in the middle of the week, uh, so you got the seven trumpets and the writing of the seven uh, on the four horsemen and the seven seals. The riding of the white horse, that's going to be the Antichrist coming on promise and peace. Well, immediately following that's the red horse, which is war. He's promised a peace. There's going to be war. That might be the Ezekiel 38. Then you got the dead one. After war, you always have famine, so that's dead. Uh, and then uh, you have the pale horse, chloroform, which means death. So in those first four writing of the first four seals, you see the tragedy that is coming on the first uh, four years, I mean, three and a half years of the tribulation period. In the middle of the week, there's going to be a war in heaven. Now, 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 when he says middle of the week, three and a half years. So three and a half years into the tribulation, so right in the middle of the seven years, three and a half years. Right. Devil has always had access to the throne. He does right now. He says in Hebrews, I'm the accuser of the brethren. If you do something wrong. Well, in the middle of the week, uh, Gabriel, Michael, the archangel will have a war in heaven and Satan for the first time will be cast out of heaven as far as having interest to the throne. And he was really going to be mad now. That's when it really, it really stirs things up. So he's cast out of heaven. The two witnesses, which I would suggest Moses and Elijah comes on the scene and they too preach with the 144,000 uh, sealed of the uh, tribes of Israel. In the middle of that week, those two are killed and their bodies are laying in the streets of Israel. The world will have a party and it's having 7,000 dignitaries. When those rise again in the streets, they're all going to die right there in the spot. Well, Moses and Elijah, which represents a lot of the prophets, huh. now the vile judgments or the bold judgments are poured out, and this is the great tribulation or the wrath of God in the last three and a half years. And then at the end of the tribulation period, right before all the devastation of man, the Antichrist is bringing all these people from all the nations of the planet to the land of Israel to take on Israel and that is when Jesus Christ comes back with you and I.
And what's the name of that battle? Armageddon. Armageddon says there's going to be 200 million man army. They're going to come up when they drive the Euphrates River up. They're going to be, meet in the Valley of Jezreel or Jehoshaphat. And that's the Battle of Armageddon. Now, this is the reason we believe in pre-trib rapture. Titus 2, verse 13, he says, We are looking for the blessed hope, that's the rapture, and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's when we come back with him, Jude verse 6. He says we'll be back, coming back with him, 10,000 of his saints. So if we are raptured out today, let's just say in the moment of the twinkling of an eye, we're caught up today. Well, the world's going to go on. The Holy Spirit, in a sense, is going to leave and be back like it was in the Old Testament times because you see the martyrs that die during the tribulation period, they pray like David did. They pray for vengeance upon their enemies. We don't do that in the gospel of grace. Right. So when we're raptured out, we're going to go to the Bema seat. Uh, it's called the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to receive the wars. We're going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then at the battle, at the 19th chapter in Revelation, we come back and we rule and reign with him for a thousand years on this planet. At the end of the thousand years, it says Satan, who was changed for a thousand years, He's going to be loose for a season. And just to show that man has to be tested uh, when he's loosed again, those that are born during the millennial kingdom, they're going to go turn to him. A lot of them will. Now we're sealed because we're, we're going to rule and reign with him. But at the end of the thousand years, there's the great white throne judgment. And I think that's in chapter 20. That is where all the dead dead will come to the throne and he says to Matthew, he says, there's going to be a lot of people, Lord, Lord, look at the things we've done for you. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. It's because they did never come under the shed blood from Jesus on the cross. So at the great white throne judgment, judgment seat of Christ, where you and I will go as believers, everyone goes into heaven. Some have wood and stubble, but it says, yet you're saved, so is by fire. At the great white throne judgment, everyone is judged to hell. Then after that, the Bible says, in uh, Revelation 21 and also Second Peter, that the, all the, the earth, heavens and earth, will melt with a fervent heat and will have a new heaven and a new earth forever. Right. That is pretty quick. But. So, so, so here, here's what I hope something like this does. In fact, I know Gordon hopes this too. Obviously, Gordon has been studying this for a long time. Okay? But all of us should be studying this, if you will, for a long time. And I realize for some, you're going, whoa, man, it's like drinking water from a fire hydrant. Well, I get it, and that's okay. But I hope that this would cause you, as a follower of Christ, to go, you know what? I need to know more about this. I need to know what the Bible teaches about the, the end times, okay? I hope it motivates you. But let me kind of go back just for a moment, just to and maybe clarify and use my language here. So here we are today. There's going to come a moment, and Gordon and I both believe the scriptures teach us when, when God's going to tell his son, go get my church, go get my bride, the bride of Christ, all true believers, okay? And so at that moment, Jesus is going to come. He doesn't come all the way to planet Earth. He just comes and gets us out of here because it's going to usher in this seven-year horrific time. Yeah. It's a little bit like 
Noah. When God was going to judge the planet with water, he spared all the believers. He spared Noah and his wife and Noah's sons and their wives. They weren't wiped I like, out. I like the way you do your hands. That looks good. It does, doesn't it? I'm gonna try that. Hey, it's the Italian in me. I'm half Italian. That I, looks good. I gotta, I gotta do my thing here. He'll come in the moment and the twinkling <laughs> of an eye. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So God spared believers during the first time He wiped out the planet, and I believe. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Bible teaches us that He is not going to allow His people, His bride, true believers, to go through this horrific time and so he comes he gets us out of here and then this that ushers in the seven year tribulation period at the end of the seven years is this battle of armageddon and gordon and i have actually together been in that valley we've been in the valley where this last war it's really not a war, it's a slaughter. Uh, we call it a war, but it's the, the battle of Armageddon. There's not a battle. It's not like, oh no, is Jesus going to win? Or it, it, it's a slaughter. But there's going to be this last war. And then Jesus will come back and actually comes to planet Earth. It's really, that's really his second coming. His first coming was, you know... Rapture. It, Every, yeah. no, no eye will see him in the rapture. It says in the moment, in the twinkling of an aisle, verse Thessalonians, and, he, and they're caught up in the clouds. Second coming, it says, every eye shall see, see him. Yeah, that's right. And he's going to come back, and we're going to be coming back with him. And I don't know how that works. Yeah. Rule and reign for a thousand years. And it's going to be a time of perfection. All the four-letter words will be gone. You only ever see all those four-letter words. Uh, every man will own his own house. Uh, it says one places it says and no man will say i am sick a child will die at 100 years old so it'll be a hot house effect like it was in the garden of eden man will live to be a thousand years old again yeah so it'll be it's a honeymoon that we're going to have with christ for a thousand years to see what it would have been like if man would have never sinned so when you think about this thousand years after jesus comes back after the great tribulation period okay the United States of America has been around, I don't know, 280 years, right? So imagine a thousand years. That's a long time. Now, as it relates to eternity, it's nothing. But the, the best way we can kind of even grasp it is think about how long America has been here. And it's going to be, you know, three times that length. Now, before we close up here, Gordon, what would be a resource... Um, an easy resource for someone, a book, okay. is there a series of tapes is there, is, or CDs or a podcast? Is there something that people could go to and get? Well, to me, obviously, the best is the Bible. And uh, don't let people fake you out that nobody can understand yeah. Revelation because he starts out there. He says, the apocalypse, he says, I'm going to unveil everything to you. So just read the book of Revelation. I did write a book on it. I'm not saying this to try oh, to Oh, that's right. It. That's right. And it's to, a great book. You can go to Amazon. And I wrote a book on Revelation, but my cousin wrote a child's book on Revelation. I illustrated it. You would probably learn more getting that child's book, and you can see that on Amazon too. But start out. Well, hey, by, by the way, what's that book? What's the child book called? It's just called uh, Up, Up, and Away. Yeah, Up, Up, and Away. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. For yeah. some of you, that'd be a great book. It's good for me. Yeah. But anyway, just 
there's some good uh, people to follow, uh, but the Bible's the best. Just keep reading the Word of God, and the Lord has a way. The Holy Spirit's really good at what He does. He'll, car he'll keep revealing more and more to you. So just stay in the Word. So, so when you open your Bible to Revelation, as Gordon said, you got these three great moments. You got what is, okay? Then you got the church, the seven churches. And then you got what's going to come. Chapter four on is God supernaturally revealing to John what's going to happen. And you may need to read it once, twice, ten times, a hundred times. But really, if you do what Gordon said, there'll come a moment when you'll start to understand it. may not get it the first go around, but don't give up. And read the book of Daniel. Uh... If you understand and read the book of Daniel and Zechariah and Joel and some of those, those are all Old Testament prophecies and especially the book of Daniel. Uh, once I could understand that book, it just really opens the book of Revelation a lot too. And what I really like about the rapture chapter, when he said, John, come up, it says a door was open. The only time oh. that door is opened again is Revelation 19 when Christ comes back and we, we come with him. So... It's fun. The, the Bible is absolutely a, a joy to see what's going to happen. So, Hey, so, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, okay? He's learning. I'm going to give him signals here. I'm also, you know, a baseball coach, and so this helps when you use your hands a lot. Hey, make sure you share this with people. Let your friends know about it. If you don't have the podcast, get the podcast. That, that's, that's where I want to push people to. And if you do get the podcast, leave a rating and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, a five-star rating. And next Wednesday, I'll be back again at noon, okay? Blessings, everybody.